0: Section twenty six of The Purple Cloud. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Purple Cloud by Matthew Phipps Scheele, Section twenty six. Her book of books is the Old Testament. Sometimes at noon or afternoon, I may look abroad from the roof or galleries and see a remote figure sitting on the sward under the shade of a plain or black cypress. And I always know that the book she cons there is the Bible, like an old rabbi. She has a passion for stories, and there finds a store. Three nights since, when it was pretty late and the moon very splendid, I saw her passing homewards close to the lake, and shouted down to her, meaning to say good-night, but she thought that I had called her and came and sitting out on the top step we talked for hours she without the yashmak we fell to talking about the bible and says she what did cain to abel he knocked him over i replied liking sometimes to use such idioms with the double object of teaching and perplexing her over what says she over his heels said i i do not comprehend he killed him then that i know but how did abel feel when he was killed what is it to be killed well said i you have seen bones all around you and the bones of your mother and you can feel the bones in your fingers your fingers will become mere bone after you are dead as die you must those bones which you see around you are of course the bones of the men of whom we often speak and the same thing happened to them, which happens to a fish or a butterfly when you catch them, they lie all still, and the men and the butterfly feel the same after they are dead, precisely the same. they lie in a deep drowse and dream a nonsense dream that is not dreadful. I thought it was much more dreadful. I should not mind dying. Ah, so much the better, for it is possible that you may have to die a great deal sooner than you think. I should not mind. Why were men so very afraid to die? Because they were all such shocking cowards. Oh, not all, not all. This girl, I know not with what motive, has now definitely set herself up against me as a defender of the dead race, with every chance she is at it. Nearly all, said I, tell me one who is not afraid there was isaac says she when abraham laid him on the wood to kill him he did not jump up and lun to hide isaac was a great exception said i in the bible and such books you understand you read of only the best sorts of people but there were millions and millions of others especially about the time of the poison cloud on a very much lower level putrid wretchedness covetous false murderous mean selfish debased hideous disease making the earth a very charnel of festering vices and crimes this for several minutes she did not answer sitting with her back half toward me cracking almonds continually striking one step with the ball of her outstretched foot in the clarid gold of the platform i saw her fez and corals reflected as an elongated blotch of florid red she turned and drank some wine from the great gold jarvan goblet which i had brought from the temple of borobudur her head quite covered in by it then the little hairs at her lip-corner still wet says she vices and climes climes and vices always the same what were these climes and vices robberies of a hundred sorts murderers of ten hundred but what made them do them their evil nature their base souls but you are one of them i am another yet you and i live here together and we do know vices and crimes her astounding shrewdness right into the inmost heart of a matter does her simple wit seem to pierce no i said we do know vices and crimes because we lack motive there is no danger that we should hate each other for we have plenty to eat and drink dates wines and thousands of things our danger is rather the other way but they hated and schemed, because they were very numerous. And there arose a question, among them, of dates and wine. Was there not, then, enough land to grow dates and wine for all? There was, yes, much more than enough, I fancy. But some got hold of a vast lot of it, and as the rest felt the pinch of scarcity there arose, naturally, a pretty state of things, including the vices and crimes ah but then says she it was not to their bad souls that the vices and climes were due but only to this question of land it is certain that if there had not been such question there would have been no vices and climes because you and i who are just like them do no vices and climes here where there is no such question the clear limelight of her intelligence she wriggled on her seat in her effort of argument i am not going to argue the matter i said there was that question of dates and wine you see and there always must be on an earth where millions of men with varying degrees of cunning reside oh not at all necessarily she cries with conviction not at all at all since there are much more dates and wine than there are enough for all if there should spling up more men now having the whole wisdom science and experience of the past at their hands and they made an arrangement among themselves that the first man who tried to make more than he could work for should be killed and sent to gleam a nonsense gleam the question can never again arise it arose before it would arise again but no i can guess clearly how it arose before it arose through the sheer carelessness of the first men the land was at first so velly velly much more than enough for all that the men did not take the trouble to make an arrangement among themselves and afterwards the habit of carelessness was confirmed till at last the very original carelessness must have got to have the look of an arrangement, and so the stilleme which began in a little long ended in a big long the long glowing more and more fixed and fatal as the stream lulled further from the source i see it clearly can't you but now if some more men would spling, they would be taught ah but no more men will spling. you see there is no telling i sometimes feel as if they must and shall the trees blossom the thunder lows, the air makes me lun and leap the ground is full of lichness and i hear the voice of the lord god walking all among the trees and the flawless as she said this i saw her underlip push out in trouble as when she is near to crying and her eyes moisten but a moment after she looked at me full and smiled so mobile is her face and as she looked it suddenly struck me what a noble temple of a brow the creature has almost pointed at the uplifted summit and winding down like a bell-curved gothic arch draped in a strings of frizzy hair which anon she shakes backward with her head clodagh i said after some minutes do you know why i called you clodagh no tell me because once long ago before the poison cloud i had a lover called clodagh and she was a but tell me first cries she how did one know one's lover or one's wife from all the others well by their faces but there must have been many faces all alike not all alike each was different from the rest Still, it must have been very clever to tell. I can hardly conceive any face, except yours and mine. Ah, because you are a little goose, you see. What was a goose like? It was a thing, like a butterfly, only larger, and it kept its toes always spread out, with a skin stretched between. Lily? How capricious! And am I like that? But what were you saying that your lover, Clodagh, was? She was a poisoner. Then why call me Clodagh, since I am not a poisoner? I call you so to remind me, lest you, lest you, should become my lover too. I am your lover already, for I love you. What, girl? Do and I not love you? Who are mine? Come, come, don't be a little maniac, I went. Clodagh was a poisoner. Why did she poison? Had she not enough dates and wine? She had, yes, but she wanted more, more. More, the silly idiot! So what the vices and climes were not confined to those that lack things, but were done by the others too. By the others chiefly. Then I see how it was. How was it? The others had got spoiled. The vices and climes must have begun with those who lack things, and then the others, always seeing vices and climes, around them began to do them too as when one rotten olive is in a bottle the whole mass soon becomes corrupted. but originally they were not rotten but only became so and although a little carelessness at the first i am sure that if more men could spring now-but i told you didn't i that no more men will spring you understand, Clodagh, that originally the earth produced men by a long process, beginning with a very low type of creature, and continually developing it, until at last a man stood up. But that can never happen again, for the earth is old, old, and has lost her producing vigor now. So talk no more of men splinging and of things which you do not understand. Instead, go inside. Stop. I will tell you a secret." to-day in the wood i picked some musk roses and wound them into a wreath meaning to give them you for your head when you came to-morrow and it is inside on the pearl tripod in the second room to the left go therefore and put it on and bring the harp and play to me my dear she ran quick with a little cry and coming again sat crowned incarnadine in the blushing depths of the gold nor did I send her home to her lonely Yali, to the pale and languished moon, weary of all-night beautitudes, sank down soft-couched in quilts of curdling opals, to the Hesperian realms of her rest. So sometimes we speak together, she and I, she and I. End of Section 26